Welcome folks, tonight I'm going to be dealing with part 3 um, of the ambassador and that the Bible says that we are ambassadors in Christ and we've been dealing with the kingdom of God and we're busy dealing with different elements and different aspects and tonight I want to continue with this ambassador idea in the sense that God has sent us as ambassadors onto this earth and he's expecting us to fulfill certain criteria and do certain things and so just before I get into tonight's session I just want to just recap something just so that we've got a very clear understanding when we sit down and we speak about the kingdom of God and we speak about the world or the Babylonian system I want you to know that the Babylonian system or the world that we are currently living in their primary goal is to get God out of their system to get God out of anything that has to do with them. In other words, we're finding that God must come out of the schools. God must come out of, you know, government. God must now come out of business. God, and wherever you're going, people are trying so hard to take God out of the world system. In fact, we are already at the point where any nativity thing has been taken out of Christmas. If you go and look in our cities, in our nation, you'll see that you don't see Jesus Christ anymore. You've got a seal and a bouncing ball and a whatever else is lights all over the place. They're already taking that out. Then they, they started off by saying they're going to take Christmas, Christ out of Christmas, and they started with this Xmas. Okay, it's all a subtle thing to start taking Christ out of the system. Now we're sitting at the debate in our country as to whether they want to remove Christmas and Easter as national holiday. See, now it just gets further and further and further away. And so we look at this and we go, what is going on? Well, it's a very simple thing. The world does not want Christ. The world does not want God and it's going to do everything in its power to get God out of the way. Because the world says, we will do it ourselves. We don't need God. We are intellectual enough. We will make a plan and we will make a way for ourselves. So I want you to understand that that is the root. That is the heartbeat of the world system. Let's do it without God. That's why it's called the Babylonian system. And that's why if you go and look in the history, right through the Bible, it spoke about, whenever you see the word Babylon, the Tower of Babel, remember, we will get to God, we will do it ourselves, as long as we are united. This is why you get all the isms. You know, like communism, we will help each other. All these isms is a system of saying, listen, we will do it without having a supreme being controlling us. The kingdom of God, on the other hand, is totally different. The kingdom of God says, listen, I need you to be totally dependent on me because I am bigger and stronger than any other system that, the, that exists. And what's more, my heart is to bless you and not to hurt you. My heart is to make you so strong and so blessed so that you can be an example to everybody around you. You see, the problem that we are facing as Christians is this, is, is that we are in the world and we have been brought up in the world system and so we look at the world system and most of us don't even know the difference between God's system and the world system. Most Christians' advice in any area of your life will always come down to a very good worldly advice. 
They will sit down and they'll say to you, well, we think if you're a bit sick, go to the doctor. Go and get yourself a good medical aid and go to the doctor and go and get yourself fixed up. That is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You understand? So there's this permanent clash happening between these two world systems. Between the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God. And they are permanently going to be at loggerheads against each other. So I want you to understand that when we sit down and say the world system is at play here, I want you to know that every single one of us have got to deal with this in our lives. You might not realize it, but so many of your decisions are based on the world Babylonian system. That system is designed to crash. That system is designed to make you poor in the long run. That system is designed to hold you captive. Because the Bible says if you owe any man anything, you are a slave. The minute you are in any debt, you are a slave to that system. The minute you are a slave to that system, there's some legal rights, spiritual rights, that the devil has over you. Now I'm telling you, this is awesome stuff, because every Christian goes, Ach no, well you can have good debt and bad debt. I can show you in the Bible that all debt is wrong. So I want us to start changing our mindset. I want us to start changing the way that we see things and the way that we understand it. The first thing we've got to change is this. Is, is that you've got to see yourself as part of the kingdom of God. The minute I get born again, the Bible says that I've been delivered from this system and I'm now in the kingdom of God. Now I've got a choice whether I'm going to act in the world system or whether I'm going to stay in the God system and the God way of doing things. Now the problem is this, is that most of us have never been taught what are the principles of God's way of doing it. Most of us don't know how to handle situations when they come up. And there, it is a leadership problem. I believe that the leaders in the churches have not actually gone and studied and really gone and sought God on how to deliver the God's people. Because somebody uh, came to me the other day and said, Arthur, I've never ever heard any of this stuff in my whole life before. And I'm going, but the Bible is full of being taught on the kingdom of God. The whole Bible is, Jesus, that's all he did was preach on the kingdom of God. He would sit down and go, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is this. This is what you should be doing. So if the congregation don't know what to do, it's because the leadership haven't taught them how to do it. So this is what I'm trying to do in these sessions. And it's going to take us some time. I'm not in a rush with this. You're going to have to listen to it over and over. But I want us to understand that we are not part of this world system. We are part of the kingdom of God and our rules are different. So tonight I want to deal with one of those elements. Okay? As an ambassador, I have been sent into a different nation. In other words, you are being sent into this earth, but you are not part of this earth. The Bible says that you are part of God's kingdom, and your house, in fact, is in heaven. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is going to prepare you a mansion. I like the idea mansion, bigger is better, okay? It's not like a little pandok, it did not say that you're going to go and live in a little pandok, you've got yourself a stunning mansion, waiting for you, when you get to heaven, where you actually reside, that is your home. I want you to see that while I'm on earth, I'm only here for training, I'm here as an ambassador, so that I can represent God on this earth, that I can bring the kingdom of heaven onto this earth, and start influencing the earth. 
That is what I'm meant to be doing. But everything that I'm using, all the resources, my house in this life, my car, you know, whatever I've got, even my children, everything that I have is only a stewardship that God has given me. God has given me certain tools so that I can fulfill my specific assignment on this earth. And it's not my own. And when I get finished with this earth, God is going to reward me for my obedience. So once we've got that understanding, it changes a lot of our mindset. A lot of this grab, 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 I've got to get as much as I can, starts leaving you because you realize, listen, when I die, I don't take this with me. You know, a lot of guys go, well, listen, I'm at least going to live as best as I can while I'm down here. I'm not saying that you can't live as best as you can. Make sure that that stuff doesn't get hold of you. That stuff is only a tool so that you can fulfill what you are meant to do. So tonight, what I want to deal with is one of the elements that an ambassador does or has or a right that that an ambassador has in a nation. And that is, is that an ambassador has access to his entire nation's wealth for his assignment. In other words, if you've been sent out as an ambassador, you have access to the entire wealth of the country that sent you so that you can fulfill everything that you need to fulfill. So if there's something that you need to be able to fulfill the assignment, that country will provide it, not the country that you are staying in. So in other words, let's bring it into a spiritual thing. If I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ, if I am on this earth representing God and the kingdom of God, my provision does not come from this world. This world system does not provide me my provision. God provides me my provision. Now God does not come supernaturally and pour out money into your bank account every month. He will use the world system. The Bible says the wealth of the ungodly is laid up for the righteous. In other words, he will make sure that the world system will transfer funds into your hands so that you can fulfill the assignment. But the responsibility for getting that transfer done is not yours. This is where a lot of Christians are going wrong. A lot of Christians are saying, listen, I've got to work hard. I've got to do whatever I can to make a living. That's totally unscriptural. God never intended you to carry that type of responsibility or pressure. Look at Adam and Eve when they started. Their basic needs were met because they were already in the garden. They were already there. God had provided everything for them that they did not have to sort out any of their basic needs. God says, I have created a system where I will take care of you. And God wanted to keep that system in place right through time. Right through when Israel started to mess up. And they said, listen, we want a king. Yeah, they started to viva and toy toy there. And they go, we want a king, we want a king. And God says, don't give them a I don't want them to have a king. And they go, we want a king. Eventually the prophet goes to God and says, God, these people are not letting up. And he says, well, tell them if they have a king, they are going to be ruled over and they're going to be taxed to death. They go, we don't care. We want to be like the world. So they did. And guess what? God says, I could give them a king. Then they chose Saul, the guy who looked the greatest. Head and shoulder above everybody else, they chose him. And guess what? From that day, all hell broke loose for them. Up until today, nothing has changed. 
So I want you to know that God's intention was always that He provides for His people. He provides for His ambassadors. So let's go through scripture, and, I'm, and I've got quite a lot of scripture which seems very simple. But I want you to look at it from this perspective. As we read it, God has put you as an ambassador onto this earth, okay? As an ambassador, if you need something to fulfill your assignment, what would you do in the natural? Come on, if I'm in a country and I need stuff, what do I do? Phone the country that I, that I came from and I said, listen, here is what I need, okay? And if they say, fine, you can have whatever you want. Normally, what would you do after you've, you've phoned them? What do they ask you to do? You'd fill in a requisition. In other words, you'd put in a request. Here is the following that I need. Fax it off, they'll have it in paper, and then they'll send you the stuff. Am I right? Okay. The biblical principle works exactly the same. I am on earth, and I have now decided, listen, I'm not going to let this world dictate to me, or provide for me, or be my source. God is my source. And God, I'm going to now need to learn how to tap into heaven. What happens when this world system crashes? You see, if you are relying on your bank account or your paycheck at the end of the month, you've got a serious problem in your life. Why? What happens if all the banks shut down tomorrow? You will go into such panic and such fear. And let me tell you something, the Bible says that this is coming. There is a time coming when the world system is going to collapse. So Christians have got to get into a place of aligning themselves to know how to tap into heaven. Right through the Bible, whenever God was in charge, God would come and supernaturally deliver His people. He would give them food in a desert. In fact, He would give them so much food that even Moses at one stage said, Listen, when God says, I'm going to feed them with raven every single day. And eventually Moses goes, Listen man, God, how is this even practically possible? We're stuck in a desert. And he actually said, listen, are all the fish of the sea going to rock up? How on earth are we going to do this? And God says, listen, I'm God. And he did it. God is God. He can provide for you. He can supernaturally change anything around you. Even if he has to supernaturally create something for you, he will do that. But we don't know how to tap in to get our resources from Him. We are still relying on the world system. I want to challenge you tonight. If you are relying on that world system for your salary and for your provision, number two things are wrong with that. One, you were never created to handle that pressure. You were never created to handle the pressure of providing for yourself. And number two, that world system will crash somewhere. And what happens if you get retrenched? What happens if your company decides they don't want you anymore? Then all of a sudden that fear will grip you, and all of a sudden you're going to be in a very bad state. We have got to teach you how to believe God. And so this is what I'm going to do tonight. As an ambassador of Christ, you have a right to get your needs and anything, resources that you need, to fulfill your assignment directly from the country from where you were sent. So let's have a look and get into the Word. Matthew chapter 6. 
Verse 26. It says, Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor do they gather into barns, but yet your heavenly Father feeds them. What's it mean? It means that they don't work hard. Have you ever seen a bird working hard? Oh shucks, I better go and store up enough food for winter. Come on. No bird works hard, yet they have got food right through the year. Are you not better than they? So I want you to know that God knows about you. He says you are more important than all the animals on this earth. I know about you. I know what you need. See, when the king sends an ambassador, he has a very good idea of what is needed. He knows what the assignment is. He knows what they need. And he knows what needs to be given to them. John 14, verse 13 to 14. It says, Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Here comes the problem. When we need provision, we are not asking God. We are trying to make a plan in the world system to sit down and get it. How many of you, if you're out of a job, you try and send out your CV as many times, and you try and wangle and deal the job, instead of going to God and saying, God, I thank you that you are my provider, and you are going to give me the right assignment that I need to go and do on this earth. If I need to be in a company to bring the light of God and to change that company, then send me to the right one and you will take care of me. If my salary is not enough you will provide the gap. You will give me everything that I need to fulfill that assignment. You see different people have got different assignments. Let me give an example. God could say to one person I need you to be an intercessor. I want you to go and stay in a room and pray and just spend hours interceding for the nation and for the world. Let me tell you something. That person's needs is a lot less than the guy who gets told, listen, your assignment is to go and build a Christian school. That guy needs a few million rand to build that school. The intercessor just needs a nice place. They don't even have to stay in the city if they're praying for a nation. They can go and stay at the beach. You understand? They don't need the same resources for their assignment. So you've got to find out what God asked for you and what God called you to do. Then you need to say, God, you must give me the, the resources because I am here to do what you are telling me to do. John 15 verse 7, it says this, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. Yeah, we see. I want you to see how many times through the Bible, this thing is, ask me and I'll give it to you. Ask me and I'll give it to you. Ask me and I'll do it for you. A lot of us neglect this. We go, ach, a boermark, a plan. We'll work it out ourselves. Well, you'll find out that your working out isn't so hard. John 15, verse 16. That whatever you ask of the Father in, the, in my name, He may give it to you. John 16, 23 to 24. Write these down. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Yahweh do. Have you asked nothing in my name? Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. Here he sits down to his disciples and he says, listen, Jesus speaking, he says, listen, you have not asked anything, that's why you've got nothing. He's actually instructing them, go and ask so that you can have. So let me tell you something, many of us don't have because we don't even ask. 
And we get all spiritual. And when you ask, it's not this mumble thing in your mind somewhere. Listen, we all pray one prayer, eh? Ah, God, please help. We pray that. But how many of you are asking on a daily, consistent basis for things in your life? Saying, God, I thank you that I am your ambassador. I am your child. You have sent me as a representative of heaven. I thank you for giving me everything that I need in Jesus' name. I ask you to give me whatever you need for that day and for that assignment. No matter how big it is. See, if God has given you an assignment to go around the world all the time, then you can ask Him for a jet. And say, God, I needed a jet for my assignment. You've told me to do this, but listen, these airlines can't get me to the meetings in time. You want me to do this, but I can't get there. So God, I thank you for giving me a jet so that I can do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God has given you assignment, know what that assignment is and start standing on that assignment and say, God, I start calling it in, in Jesus' mighty name. Romans 8 verse 32, it says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not um, with him also freely give us all things? In other words, if God had given up his own son, Don't you think that He's going to give us the stuff that we need? Do you think that He's going to sit down? Let's make it practical. I give you my only Son, Jesus Christ. I let Him go through such torment. I kill Him. You know, I allow Him to die on the cross. He gets raised from the dead. He goes through all that suffering just to pay the price for you so that you can suffer and then I'll smile. Come on, is God like that? I make my son suffer for everything and then I still make you suffer then I feel better. The Bible says, listen, I gave my son up. Will I not give you freely all things? My son has paid the price for you. So just accept it and call on me and I will provide for you. But make sure that I am your provider. I am your source. And even if you've got millions in your hand, don't let the millions get hold of you. It is only a tool to do the assignment which I sent you to do. There are so many people that I know that God has supernaturally given them finance and resources that I know that God had given them an instruction to give it into the ministry or give it towards the work of God to do a specific thing and they stopped doing it. And they did not do what God had told them. That's this idea, oh well a poor man and a rich man think very differently. Let me tell you something, God started to take his blessing off these guys and suddenly these guys who are worth millions are worth nothing. I want you to know that there are many times when guys do not listen to the word of God that God starts holding them accountable because it becomes disobedience. And sometimes God has to take that finance away because that finance will actually make them lose their salvation. You know, eventually when they start getting greedy and they get the grip on that thing, instead of saying, God, I thank you that this finance is for an assignment. I'm yet to bless. I'm yet to give. That's what the Bible says to Timothy. He says, instruct rich guys to give and be ready to any need that's there. What does that mean? It means people need to know that they've got sometimes businessmen have an assignment to make money. That's their assignment. God says, I want you to go into the world and go and take that money out of their hands and give it into the kingdom. 
That transfer is God's problem. But God uses people. And He might send you in there to, into the world to go and have an ability to make supernatural finance. I don't mean normal finance, normal business. I'm talking about supernatural business. Where you just get favor and money just comes to you. So that you can go and do what God tells you. The minute you don't do what God tells you, that flow is going to stop. Because it's God's anointing on your life. It's not your ability. So I want you to know that we have got to understand that we ask God, make Him our source, and then these things start flowing. And that God is going to hold nothing back, according to Romans 8. Now Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, it says, My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Okay, God is going to sort out all my needs according to His riches. How rich is God? Come on, how rich is God? It says, according to His riches in glory. Now, thank God it wasn't His riches on earth. The Bible says in glory, in His best place that He's got, in heaven, the best of His wealth. He says, I, out of that lot, I'll sort out your needs. It's not like God's worried about your little recession on earth, or your little drought on earth, or your little hardship on earth. That does not deter His provision. His provision is so much more than this. It's amazing how that we look on our little planet and think, well, this is the greatest thing. Let me tell you something. God's plan for us is far greater than this planet. And so God's going, I have all this provision ready for you. All you have to do is ask. Tap into me. Know that I am your God and that I am your only source. So that when anything goes wrong, the first thing you do is call on me. You know, you want to know where somebody's heart is? Let something go wrong and see what the first reaction is. If somebody's sick, what's the first reaction? Go to the doctor or grab the medicine. Always lay hands on them and pray. You know, I'm very impressed when people's first reaction is to pray. Then I know, listen, these guys are starting to get it that it's not... You know, it's not the natural way of doing stuff. Let me give you a testimony. I was uh, at the ice rink the other day. And some of the young guys and that were busy at the ice rink and stuff and skating around. And we were busy watching them. And one of the girls um, skating there slipped and fell. And she hit her head and she was totally unconscious. And the first thing I saw was some of our, yeah, the young guys that were with us went immediately and started to pray for her. And I said to Janine, the minute I saw them standing there, I said, I want to find out if these guys prayed, because I want to see what's the first reaction. You can ask my wife, I said, listen, what is that first reaction? When they came out, I said, what did you do when they fell? First thing was, no, we laid hands and prayed, what else? And I'm going, that is what I expect from Christians. God, you are our source, you are the source of life, you are the source of everything. My provision, my spouse, everything. You will bring whatever I need to fulfill my assignment. If God's got an assignment for you, He's also going to need a partner who's going to understand your assignment and not work against it. So you can pray and say, God, I thank you that I am ambassador of yours. You will send me the person next to me to fulfill what you have called me to do. Because that's all part of the resources. For both, men and women. Both have got a job to do for God. God, You can't stand before God and say, God, I didn't do the job because of my husband or my wife. God's going to judge you on the obedience of what He told you to do. See, and this is why it's so important that you understand what God has called you to do. Your assignment is critical. 
That's why we're very excited. Because in the church that we are busy planting now, the primary thing of that church is for every single person, number one, discover what your assignment is. What has God called you to do? And number two, we need to equip you to do what God called you to do. That's our only function in the church. We are only going to do that. If we can get that right, can you imagine entire church knowing exactly what God has for them and trusting God to do it? We're going to have an awesome army being raised up very soon. So I want you to know that God is a reward of them that diligently seek Him in Hebrews 11 verse 6. If you seek God and put God first, say, God, I trust you. I put my trust in you. I believe in you. God says, I will reward those that diligently seek me. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. In other words, we stick to the assignment that He told us to do. He has given us a string of things that He wants me to do. And when I do what He wants me to do, I know that He will hear me and He will give me whatever I need to get it done. And that includes, let me tell you something, have you seen ambassadors? They don't ride around in skadongs. They don't ride around in terrible places, living in the scum of the place. The country often gives them five-star accommodation. The country that sent them. They will have the nicest accommodation. I stayed in Pretoria. I looked at the embassies and the consulates. I mean, those were very nice places. Okay? Even if it was a poor country that sent them, they've got a very nice place in South Africa. And so, the same happens with you. You can call on God to give you very nice stuff. God never said that you have to stay in this pandok. You can believe God for that and God will give it to you. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone that asks receives. And he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks it will be open. Can you see how many times we've been instructed? Ask, 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 ask. You don't have because you're not asking. Matthew 7 11. How much more your Father who is heaven will give you the good things to them that ask Him. Matthew 21, 22, Jesus answered, all, And all things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing and you will receive it. See, this is our challenge, folks. Number one is, do you actually see yourself as an ambassador of Christ on this earth? Do you see yourself as somebody who has the right to sit down and call head office and say, listen, God, I need this to do it. See, most of us have never been taught like this. Most of us have never been told that we are expected to sit down and call heaven into earth and ask for provision and ask for an abundance so that we can fulfill what God has called us to do. I want us just to deal with this one verse and then we will close. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says this. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. I want to deal with this thing. This statement that says that we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. Do you know what a petition is? A petition is a legal term. Okay, it's a legal thing, and it's dealt specifically with nations. 
And have you ever heard they'll petition the United Nations? Have you heard that term before? They're always petitioning government and that. You know, we see it as, you know, the guys all sign a petition and they give it in at Parliament or whatever. You know, we've, I'm sure most of us have heard the term before. Now, a petition is this. It is a request that is based on a promise that should have been delivered on. It is a request that has been based on a promise. So in other words, God has promised a lot of things in His Word. I've just read a whole lot of His promises. Ask and I will give you. Ask and I will give you. Ask and I will give you. I can go to God and I can say petitioning there. And I say, God, I'm asking the following. I know that your Word is true and I'm expecting it to be done to me. Because the Bible says very clearly... Listen to this about the petition that you put up. That we have the petitions that we desired of Him. In other words, the things that you have desired of God has been granted to you. That is an awesome thing. As an ambassador, it's like I fold in my requisition form. I need this. You know, I'm flying a lot. I need a new jet. Put it up into heaven. God goes, okay, I'll prove it. And gives you a jet to fulfill the assignment that God gave you. Do you understand? So I want you to know, we have got to change the way we see ourselves. We have got to change our thinking, we've got to change our understanding, and we have got to sit down and say, God, I am part of your kingdom. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I live in this world, but I'm not of this world. My provision is not coming from this world. My leadership is not coming from this world. The Bible says I must obey those that have authority over me. In other words, if an ambassador is in another country, he still obeys the laws. He can't go right on the wrong side of the road. Do you understand? He's going to have an accident. He obeys the laws of that land. But he's not of that land. His final authority is not of that land. You know what happens eventually? When that world gives him too much grief, what do they go? I have diplomatic immunity. When the devil comes, he says, I'm going to steal stuff from your house. I'm going to take over. I am the world system. You go, I have diplomatic immunity. You cannot touch me. I have my own security called angels. Come on. I've got my own armed forces. I don't need yours. My country is bigger than yours. In fact, I'm greater in every aspect than what you've got. That is how we need to see ourselves on this earth, folks. Our job on this earth is to fulfill the assignment. And yet most of us are trying to keep our God, God a little pea patch. Oh God, I'm so busy with this. Look, the devil's touching this, the devil's touching that. It's time we get mad and say, God, I thank you for sending the assignment of angels to sort this out. God, sort this lot out. I need to go and do what you called me to do. I don't need to keep retracking my footsteps and defending something. The idea is never to be in a defensive stand. I'm supposed to be changing the nation, not letting the nation change me. So wherever you go, you should be leading the pack. You should be saying, God, I come with an authority. I come with the power of heaven. I come with the assignment of God. And everything in my way has got to bow. Guys, we have to start changing the way we function. You are not just sitting in a church, passing the time, and saying, I hope more is noch a dag. 
God has called you for a specific task and a specific function. And you know what the sad part is? There are so many Christians who are going to be standing before God and giving answers for God's directive that He had given them and they never fulfilled it. I'm telling you now, there are going to be Christians. God's going to go, well, thank you, Joe Soap. This is what I called you to do. I called you to be, I don't know, evangelist. And the guy goes, I never evangelized anybody. Well, sorry, we judge you according to what I called you. Your disobedience has just canceled out your entire reward. I want to tell you a lot of that has to do with leadership today. Church leadership are not helping people discover what God has called them to do, and therefore they are frustrated. Therefore they are not doing what God called them to do. They're not carrying the right anointings. They're not carrying the right giftings. And they are trying to compare and compete with their brothers and sisters around them. They all think they want to be like somebody else. And God never called them like that. God called you uniquely with a specific gifting that the body of Christ can only get from you. And so we need you to stand up and know what God has called you to do. So if you don't know what God has called you to do, I want you to go and discover that. Go under prophetic ministry, let a whole lot of prophets prophesy over you in different places, and see what the common thread is. What do they all say? If they all say the same thing, there's a very good chance that that's the thing you're supposed to be doing. That's what the prophetic ministry is meant to do. You get a prophetic word, you write it out, and go and test it with your spiritual leadership. If they agree with it, then you sit down, and you get three or four or five of them, and you see what the common thread is, and then you know that that's the thing that you must do. I believe in prophets. I believe in strong, powerful direction, because the problem is we have watered this thing down. We've all avoided the prophets. We've all avoided God speaking. We've all ended up in such a mess that we're sitting with a bunch of people who don't have a clue what God has called them to do. And we have weakened the church of Jesus Christ. It's time that we revive this thing, change it, and start getting things in the right direction in Jesus' name. So I want to challenge you. Find out what God has called you to do, and go and get equipped in that thing, and go and do what God has called you, and sit down and say, God, I'm making you my source. I have all the provision that I need. I'm going to call it in because I'm going to ask. I'm going to stand knowing that that is coming my way in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for what you are doing in this place tonight. Lord, each and every one of us, Lord, I thank you that you are bringing us to a place of knowing that we are ambassadors of Christ. Lord, that we are not of this world system. Lord, that we do not conform to this world. Lord, that we don't perform the same way that they do. But Lord, we perform to your word and what you are telling us in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you are the chief over each and every one of us. Lord, that you tell us and we do what you tell us to do. Father, I thank you right now that our dependency is not on the world system, but it's 
on God. Lord, I thank you that our provision is not on the world system, but it's on God. Lord, I thank you that you will come and change every single situation that's not of you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your provision. I thank you for that assignment and that task that you've given each one of us. Father, I pray that we will discover it, we will grow in it, and we will fulfill what you have called us to do in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for this. Amen. Thank you, folks, for listening to today's message. I trust that you are blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number, 082-659-2224, or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website, www.fathersheart.co.za. Also, subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.